Welcome to the Greenwich Means Business podcast. Welcome back to Greenwich Means Business podcast. Today's episode will be on student finance and how to budget during your studies. And we have students Yulia and Ashvi here um, with us to discuss their experiences. So we'll go straight in. How do you keep on top of your finances? Do you budget while studying? To be absolutely honest, I don't budget much. I find it very difficult and I don't have time to calculate everything I'm going to spend. But to be absolutely honest, the most important for me is, I think, knowing what your um, expenses are. How much do you spend on your rent? How much are your bills? How much are you going to spend on your monthly public transport or groceries? So for me, just knowing that, I know how much is my income and how much should I maybe put on the um, saving account, how much can I live for my um, other, other things, going out or like uh, some other pleasures. Um, I think knowing that it just allows you to uh, save some money every month. That is budgeting technically, you're just doing it like a less rigid yeah, that's way. True. Yeah. I don't do that very in-depth. So I don't have my um, particular amount of money I have to spend of groceries every week or every month. Um, but you know roughly like, okay, I'm going to spend this on public transport, I'm probably going to spend this on like nights out for the month. Yeah, I think the most important is for me like just um, keeping my money for rent and bills. Yeah. Uh, because that's things you have to pay every month, of course, unless you live in student halls and you don't have to worry about bills, for example. Mm-hmm. But in my case, I have to save my money for uh, rent and bills. Other than that, it's just me spending my money how much, yeah. how, how do I want to spend them. Yeah, disposable income. Yeah, sometimes I go out more, sometimes I don't go out much anyway because I'm busy. So I'm going to save some more money. Um, in case of saving as well, I like to save in thirds. In thirds. Uh, so usually, okay. yeah. Explain. Uh, <laughs> in thirds means I like to put one third of my income to the saving account. Okay. And if I want to use it, I'm going to use it for like traveling or other things I'm saving my money for. But usually at the beginning of the month or like whenever I'm getting paid, I'm trying to put that amount of money uh, on the side and try not to touch it. That's good. Yeah, I think that very works for me. Yeah. Ashley, what's your experience? I'm like very methodical when it comes to my budgeting so i have probably like two budgeting apps i have my own excel spreadsheet with my short-term and long-term budgeting um but yeah i know like all the figures that um like i spend on a on a monthly basis on a weekly basis like i've got everything broken down um and then i try and save as much as possible obviously with a part-time job while you're a student you don't earn as much especially as an international student, you have a 20 hour cap. So obviously if you're on minimum wage or um, whatever it is for your age group, um, you're not gonna be earning that much. So if you don't have student loans and stuff, it is quite difficult. So you do have to be on top of your expenses and everything. So yeah, yeah. Um, much more like um, calculated. Yeah, that leads me on to my next question. I was gonna ask, Do you have you had to get a part-time job? Obviously you're in your third year. You're on your placement year, you're in full-time work, but have you during your first year, second year and final year, have you had to kind of get a part-time job to be able to afford to live in London, to afford to do the things you want to do? 
So obviously initially when you get the visa to come here, you do have to prove that you can afford to be here. Okay. And that depends on whoever decides to sponsor you. So in my case, it was my dad. But obviously finances don't really stay the same. Yeah. Like they fluctuate, you know, the interest rates go up and down, currencies change. So it's not like there's always a, like a steady stream of income. So I think I got a job literally two weeks into me moving to this country immediately. I have a job. Um, and again, I was maxing out my hours, so I was working 20 hours every single week, um, which wasn't too bad. I think 20 hours is fine. Mm -hmm. You can manage your studies alongside that. But yeah, I would definitely say, even if you're not struggling for cash, I would say get it anyway, because it's nice to save or like have some more disposable income. Yeah, and it's also so good to have like working experience whilst you're studying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess it's similar to having... Um, I was an international student and I got a student loan, but you had to give your parents, your parents or one of your parents, your parents are split up, income from like a certain year. And then from that basis, you got however much you got your student loan. Yeah. Um, but even me getting a student loan, I still got a part-time job just because like you said, it's nice to have some income that you know, like you can spend on a night out or you can spend on some clothes you want or you can save it to go traveling. Um, Yulia, what about you? Before your placement, did you have a part-time job? I have actually a very different experience than okay. Ashley. Uh, when I came here to the UK, I didn't work for like first couple months okay. and my parents were very supportive. Um, but at some point, obviously, after a couple months, I decided to get a part-time job because uh, I don't want my parents, my family or whoever to like put their money all the time on my expenses. Mm. Uh, I started working in hospitality. Okay. Um, started very well and at the end uh, it's a great memory. It's, it was good experience. Uh, it was very nice, very funny sometimes all the days. I wanted to go home and, and cry after, <laughs> after the whole mess. So I think having a part-time job it's, it's very very important, yeah. very helpful. Yeah and it gives you life experience as well. Did you find your part-time jobs independently or did you use in university uh, like services? Um, my first part-time job, the hospitality one, was independent. I just found it because of friend of a friend, mm -hmm. someone taught me. Um, my another job in marketing, actually I found it because of university, okay. which is um, societies. So when I came to uni on uh, Welcome Week, I joined a couple of societies. There I met people when I started going some business conferences with. And that's how I met uh, people uh, who I'm working with till now in Federation of Polish Student Societies in the UK. And my another job, which is a placement, I also found it because of university. Yeah. So there are services there to help yeah. students if they do yes. if they are struggling with money. At the moment, I'm working two different places, both because of uni. <laughs> right. Okay. That's good then. <laughs> and Ashley, I think you didn't find the well, job in uni. The first like two years, obviously, it was like COVID and stuff. So yeah. it was very difficult to find a job regardless. Like there was a lot of turnover. Um, companies couldn't really afford it. So I was mm. job hopping all the time and most of them were through in independent job boards like online and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I got the placement. I did a placement as well. I did Yulia's placement um, last year and I got that through university. Um, and you can get a lot of support from the employability office. They're the ones that pointed me to it. Um, yeah. They're the ones who like championed it really. Um, and then I, I am currently working in 
um, the finance office uh, part-time as a job shop. So that's also something that I kind of got through the university. Um, it wasn't so much like directly on a job board, but it was through the connections that I made at the uni. But if you are someone who's looking for a part-time role within the university, there are opportunities available. Yeah. So we have our own vacancy board um, up on the website and under student job shop are the roles that you could apply for if you're a current student. Um, it's usually 20 hours per week max um, and there's a lot of flexibility in terms of like working around your schedule for uni um, and yeah. Nice. Of course I was worried about money. I think when I came to London, um, especially when it was um, COVID year, that was September 2020, and I was very unsure about my um, settlement status, right to work, how do I get everything of that. Uh, and because uh, all the places you can go and apply for, like settlement yourself, were closed and you had to write a letter and wait a um, couple months to get it back. Um, I got my uh, pre-settlement and all the documents, I think, three months after I came to London. Okay. So that took really forever. So is that um, why you couldn't get a job? Yes, I couldn't get okay. a job before because I was waiting such a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think literally everyone was waiting mm -hmm. uh, for their documents. I think that was all because of COVID. But I was feeling very bad uh, for all the people that really had to work mm -hmm. immediately when they came into London. Uh, for me, I had so much support from my parents and I really appreciate that. Um, but when I got my first job uh, and all my documents, I think it made it way more easier. Ashve, what about you? Did you have anxiety before you started uni about money? So obviously it's like super expensive for international students generally mm -hmm. to come here. Um, like tuition fees are higher um, and once you get here, like the setup costs I would say are higher because the culture is so different. Like mm -hmm. you don't really know how different everything's gonna be, what costs there are, like a TV license. Like yeah. you don't technically need to get it if you don't watch live TV, but you don't know that. Yeah. And you still end up paying. So I was like, we're doing so much research. Most of my research actually was done on Reddit. I would just go on Reddit and see what people spend and stuff. Um, and then I kind of made like a monthly forecast of what I would be spending when I went to London. Back to budgeting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right so. after I graduated high school, I worked the entire summer um, before I came to uni and I saved all the money mm -hmm. that I made. Um, like mostly because I knew it was going to be like a massive, massive move coming yeah. to London, especially um, not having worked before, not being independent before, you don't really know. So I had like some buffer money. So in case I didn't find a job or in case my forecast was wrong, my Excel <laughs> spreadsheets are wrong. Um, I had like, Were they wrong? Well, initially when I joined, um, when I joined, when I moved, I didn't realize like, I, for some reason I didn't account for the fact that there would be a deposit yeah. for the flat. So I was like, oh, I'll pay rent. I have rent. And then I was like, no, it's actually um, like 2.5 times the rent is like the deposit or something. And I was like, okay, I'm very glad that I actually have savings. have savings. Yeah. And also with the visa, like the visa itself is expensive. And then you also have to pay a health surcharge um, when you come here to pay for like healthcare and the NHS and stuff. So it was good to have that sort of money saved up to pay for these things that you don't really anticipate yeah. unless you really look into it, which usually you don't really have that much time. You're just kind of trying to move. But yeah, I was, I think I had a clear image in my mind that this was going to be a difficult move regardless, 
um, to make it as easy as possible by having savings and being yeah, prepared. And, exactly, yeah. like having buffers, like mentally preparing myself to like it's and also student life is like you're the poorest when you're a student yeah regardless. of course yeah but you still like enjoy your time you just yeah. get through it like Yulia said you just deal with it exactly you just get through it. so obviously it's like you're moving away from your parents home where you're like really comfortable I think it's good to prepare mentally that yeah. like you're not going to have the same sort of comfort 100%. anymore yeah when I was at uni in my first year I just like lived the life got in my overdraft and then come summer I was like okay I can't do anything in summer because I've maxed out my overdraft so it's like I wouldn't recommend doing that because it's not sensible <laughs> but so I had to find a job work all summer to get out of my overdraft and then save a bit more so when I started in September for my second year I kind of like you said had some savings had some extra money to be able to do the things I actually wanted to do and then come the following summer I had actually saved some money during my studies and I was able to go traveling and stuff so I, I know everyone's priorities are different but you make it work and yeah like you said you can get a job you can work during the summer whilst you're not studying especially in your first two years I'd say third year is a bit harder because you've got like a lot more responsibilities and stuff but first two years I think you can definitely find time I think during the first sorry third year you're already kind of used to (laughs) yeah um, that's true yeah true and doing all of that I think it's getting easier at this point so I would be so much better about it you've made deal you've made the most of it and you yeah you know how to balance your time and everything that's very yeah. true i would definitely say summers are the most important that people because again as an international student you can actually work as many hours as you want during summer, summer when it's off term and obviously a lot of people don't think to utilize that because yeah. they're scared but honestly go for it do max it out as much as possible i think 50 hours is a legal limit work that because <laughs> like it's going to make the next year so much more smoother yeah and you can but, do the things you actually want to do rather exactly. than having to like worry about can you afford this can you afford that yeah um do either of you have any tips on kind of financing or like budgeting during your year or just like what students should do ashley um I would say obviously you don't have to go as analytical as me. Like you don't need to be um, that in depth. But I would say just have like a brief sort of budget that you know like what your fixed costs are, um, and then what your variable costs are. Like you know food is going up in price yeah. because of inflation. So I would definitely account for that. If um, your bills are not included, I would account for the fact that electricity is going up and like adjust accordingly don't spend a lot of money right now because come October it might be very expensive to be living so um, I think just obviously have like that overall view of like just the economy and like what your costs are going to be and plan accordingly and not just like oh these are my fixed costs now I'm going to live like I'm going to spend everything I have or like spend as much as I have and then put some in savings I would say account for the future as well do you have a bank that helps you? Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I would say um, try and find a bank that has like some sort of cashback offer. So when I initially moved, I just signed on with Santander um, because that was the easiest one that I could find. Um, but they do take a one pound fee every month. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. And then, because you're international. Oh, God. Um, oh. But then I switched over to Chase, which got introduced to the UK, I think, a couple months ago i think january um so till next january they're doing one percent cash back on everything and they also have like some savings accounts um they round up 
your um, spendings and you get some interest on it. So I would say just be smart with your money and like make sure you find those deals. Again, uni days is a big thing. Like mm-hmm. I recently purchased an app, actually Headspace, because I was like, I need to meditate the next year. I need some sort of thing. So I didn't pay. I don't actually pay for Spotify or Apple. I just got Headspace and it was seven pounds for the whole year because of uni days. Yeah, there's a lot of student discounts with uni days and student beings. Yeah, and um, the totem card is also quite big. Um, The uni offers a totem card. What's that? Um, So it's like a discount card, basically, that registers you as a student in London and you get loads of discounts. Nice. Um, You can probably find it on the Student Union website. Um, But so many discounts available, you'll get discounts on like when you initially move you want to buy a laptop to study that would probably have a discount because you're a student um, the oyster cards like when you travel in in london you'll get a discount if you get a student oyster card um and yeah just like be smart with your money yeah. make sure that you're you know getting as many offers as possible and like making sure that you're not overspending on anything utilize what's available to you and yulia do you have any tips I think uh, more than that, that we already said, uh, choosing um, stores you want to do your groceries in, because um, when you come to London, you've got usually no idea how big our differences are, uh, but it's very easy to figure out like where to shop, where, yeah. to, where to buy food. There are um, cheaper supermarkets. Yeah, and they are cheaper supermarkets. Of course, uh, it's also better to like to big groceries, let's say for a week, um, rather than buying every day for like every two days, yeah, which happens sometimes. And like meal busy. prep and stuff. Yeah, that makes your food last longer. Of course. Yeah. Um. So definitely that. I think it's also very good to uh, put at the beginning of the month or whenever you're getting paid some money into separate accounts or mm-hmm. like opening separate account just for savings. So it allows you to just have some backup money whenever you need them. Yeah. Uh, I found it very helpful at least. So definitely. I'm sure I'm, I'm never without money. Yeah, definitely. When you set up an account, you can usually get a student account. Definitely set up, like that's like direct debit. Saving definitely one. set up a saving one that yeah. you're with the same bank or whatever, because then you can just transfer money to it every month or some people get paid weekly. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, you've got like a buffer or something that you can use as a pool of money in case of an emergency or in case you want to go on holiday or anything that, you know, so for a rainy day, basically. Um, Brilliant. I think that's everything we need to talk about. And I think you gave some really good advice and some good tips and obviously two different experiences. Thank you so much for both being a guest on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Um, You can check us out, follow us on Instagram, which is at GRE Business. And you'll find a highlight at the top of our feed with links to what we've talked about today. And I'll also link the um, fees and funding page on our website just so you can kind of have a look at what um, student funding and fees we have available. Thank you. Thank Thank you. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music. Subscribe to never miss an episode.